Welcome to the WTF Forum. The hosts do not give financial, legal, medical or any kind of advice. Opinions are their own. This broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas. If you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place. Now enjoy the show. Dear partners and friends of What the fuck? Form, a very cordial welcome. The WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated, ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings finds themselves offended, they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the WTF Forum. Uh, we, we've got a small group for now. We'll see if anybody else hops in, but we've got Rob from Black Labs. What's happening, bro? Hey, Mike. What's up, man? Chilling, man. Um, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that intro needs a little work, uh, but we're, <laughs> we're going to use it for now. Who cares? It's good enough. But I, you know, I, I, I thought we would have at least three or four. So fingers crossed, but for now we're going to rock and roll. Who cares? You know, I've, I've actually thought about reaching out and being like, dude, I want to get you on my show. Like just, just you. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe that's, that's what we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll use that as our motivation for now, but maybe that's what it's become. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who cares? Who cares? Um, but yeah, it sounds like you've got a whole lot of shit on the docket i've got a couple topics but i think they'll probably overlap so why don't you tell me what you got man i'm curious okay uh have you been watching the situation with steven greer and the mm. half-assed disclosure we've been getting <laughs> no no i'm not familiar okay so uh there's a couple of whistleblowers who have surfaced that were talking about um uh, being well one guy uh, i think his name was uh, i want to say it was devero <clears throat> anyways uh he was talking about how he was run out of a uh, site um and uh when he's working uh when he's in the the army or army was it army? navy i forget anyway bottom line is uh he ran across a bunch of contractors uh turns out they were from raytheon uh they were originally going after a um ufo what looked like a ufo landing site so uh that's come up recently uh, a lot of the other podcasts have been hitting that usually i don't do ufo stuff anymore because it always gets weird and culty and uh if you look at Stephen greer lately it looks like uh, he has not been getting his fair share of adrenochrome uh it looks like he aged a, a million years in like yeah. five so I don't know if he took the vaccine or not. That might be. Oh, did I say the V word? Um, yeah. Who cares? Who I cares? I don't know <laughs> if he took the uh, dirty V or the dirty D or whatever, some combination of the two. 
and uh maybe it's affecting him i don't know but he really went downhill very quickly and he's a very a very health conscious dude so i'm kind of surprised to see him uh devolve that way but uh here we are um let's see what else has gone on so there's that well, situation i'll just say i'm like i'm kind of almost burnt out on ufo stuff to where when i hear it come up i just i tune out like i don't care um and maybe is that like the intended result of all this shit i don't know but the fact that they're talking about it like i don't even i don't know what to believe man like it seems no. it seems fishy the more they talk about it the more fishy it seems exactly yeah, yeah. um david grush it looks like was the uh, i heard yeah that name he was the the whistleblower yeah and frankly i listened to his interview and he's kind of like not really giving you anything of substance you know he's just no. like yeah there was this whole program that we weren't privy to like the blah 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 but that was all he said he didn't say yeah, a whole lot of much. It's it's making a lot of headway in the uh, conspiracy community, which I'm a little surprised as badly as we've been burned in the past with this stuff. Um, he didn't really tell us anything we couldn't have already figured out. Um, it just seems interesting, uh, the timing and some of the other stuff that's been going on. Um, so I don't know if it is a distraction from the uh, potential Biden case or from the case concerning Trump or some combination of the two, or maybe they, they're going to have to hit us with everything in the kitchen sink to try and mm-hmm. uh, have us be dissuaded um, and uh, ignore the situation with the Biden family. Now that all the evidence has come out, uh, plus two, we just recently had the only whistleblower in the Biden situation uh, end up uh, being found with a gunshot wound. I think they're trying to pretend that it's a suicide. Go figure. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Yep. Triple tap suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, anyone could take three shots to the head. Just keep going. You know? Yeah. 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 Be able to operate a weapon. As a matter of fact, the Alec Baldwin situation is real has uh, yeah, yeah. that's that's that. it's it's fascinating man it kind of fell out of the limelight but all along I just felt like there was some some shit about this story that was not being told and um I read I read an article or two today and it's like everybody's pointing the finger at someone else right like Baldwin's pointing the finger finger at the armor armory whatever manager and uh the armory manager is pointing the finger at like someone else and da 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 you know it's like nobody wants to take responsibility and it sounds like i read something and it just seemed silly it seemed funny it was like if the if the firearm was found to be usable or like in operating condition uh charges will be reopened and it's like, well, obviously it was in operational condition if somebody got shot. Unless there's well, like some grassy knoll fucking second shooter 
shit going on here. Like that that gun was working, apparently. No, the problem is the FBI has decided that they were going to taint the investigation and broke the weapon is what it looks like. That's what I'm hearing from my contacts here in New Mexico. Mm. Um, not going to yeah. say who it is, but uh, I have friends who work in the movie industry. And uh, they, so when Alec Baldwin first said, oh, the gun just went off by itself. Okay, there's at least two problems with that right off the bat. Number one, no one had called action. Okay, hmm. that's number one. Uh, so, so, so he had no camera... to even have, have it in his hand. He had no reason. Cameras were not rolling. That's right. Yeah. So nobody called action. Okay, that's mm. number one. Number two, uh, the custody of the weapon went through an extra set of hands. The executive producer. It's not supposed to do that. Um, there should be a single point of contact to let you know if a gun is, quote, cold or not. In other words, if it's loaded with blanks. Okay. And for whatever reason, the executive producer decided to take the weapon from the armorer and did not check it themselves and then hand it to Alec Baldwin and say, the gun is cold. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's two huge problems with that, with the custody, chain of custody for the weapon on set. And then you even have a third issue whereby after the shooting, the prop master decided they were going to unload the weapon and, quote, get the remaining rounds off the set and didn't tell anybody that they did that. And somehow they're trying, now they're trying to find out where did those rounds go? Okay, hmm. that's number one. Number two, that person's probably going to, at the very least, get a charge of tampering with a crime scene. Right, right. So this, the, I'm not sure, but I heard, I think it's the same person, like the armorer, right? And she supposedly was like drinking. Like I read something where it was like, yeah, she'd been drinking every night and smoking weed. So they were like saying she might've been hung over when she loaded the weapon. Um, not knowing, but to me, that just feels like somebody trying to point the finger at her. You well, know, that's it, the thing. They're tr they, are, they haven't said it yet. They haven't yeah. said it yet. But what they're trying to find out is, number one, where did the remaining five rounds go? Okay. Mm. Number two, uh, were they from the armorer or were they from Alec Baldwin and the executive producer who went and bought their own rounds and mm. brought them on set? Man. Something about it smells kind of funny, either which way, you know. Oh, there's there's multiple angles of fuckery going on here. Uh -huh. And did you notice they don't want to go into why they went ahead and they raided the home of the armor? Well, hmm. it comes out that what they're trying to do is match the loaded rounds, the reloads from the armor with the five rounds that were found back in the uh, blank bucket after the shooting because that will change everything mm -hmm. if they can do it. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think um, I think the rounds that they found with the armorer, those are hand reloads 
and the ones that were fired from the gun, and they won't say yet, but the ones that were fired from the weapon were store-bought rounds. Mm -hmm. So if none of those store-bought rounds magically end up in the possession of the armorer, there's only one way they could have got there. And that would have been through either the executive producer who is target shooting with that weapon or and or Alec Baldwin, which means they basically they basically uh, manufactured this situation. Yeah. Well, you know, generally speaking, people don't get shot like on accident, even though they want you to think that happens all the time. Um, I mean, there's there's a certain amount of negligent discharges, but. This was fishy, fishy from the start. Like supposedly they had been arguing like Alec Baldwin and this cinematographer. Was she like director of photography? I imagine. Or I, I think so. Yeah. And and the week before um, I had actually gotten stopped because they were protesting and I have to go right past uh, Bonanza Ranch. Uh, on my way home so hmm. they had the road blocked up and oh, uh, were this protesting. is where they this is where they've shot like a bunch of westerns right yes mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah huh. so i asked them what was going on and they said it was a safety issue on set another guy said it, uh, that there was uh, a problem there was gun safety issues on the set and i was like what the hell does that even mean well less than a week later i found out you know crazy yeah so um i don't know to be honest like alec baldwin always gave me like kind of a weird vibe he, super kinda, douche he's a douche <laughs> he's a douche i think he's an egomaniac like for sure mm -hmm. yeah so i wouldn't doubt it. you know it, it just seems like everybody's covering his ass like yeah 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 it's too easy. And the FBI got the weapon, fired the weapon. So we know it worked when the FBI got it, hmm. but then they said they broke it. So the, the statement that they will refile charges if the weapon is still functional has to do with the fact that they couldn't, tr they felt they couldn't trust the FBI, the, the prosecutor here in New Mexico felt they couldn't trust the FBI. So they actually had the weapon sent to an independent uh, evaluator. And they're going to investigate the weapon and or find out if it was sabotaged by the FBI. And that's a whole nother ball of wax. Like, what the hell is our FBI doing sabotaging and or tampering with evidence? I mean, oh, it's, holy, it's, holy it's crap. What, it's what they do, man. It's what they do, you know? What? Well, and it's not functional. How could it not be functional when people protested the week before because they were using it for target practice day in, day out? Yeah. Uh, the other thing that comes up is he said that the weapon went off by itself. Well, if it's a double action revolver, it's not an easy trigger pull. No, you got to really pull that some bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. My question is, why was he pointing the weapon at anyone on the staff? It should not have been pointed at any of the staff or any of the uh, uh, any of the people on set, except for who he was told to point it at by the producer. Mm -hmm. They weren't filming, so who takes a weapon loaded with blanks or not 
and just starts pointing it at people. Well, either somebody who doesn't know the first thing about gun safety or somebody who's too arrogant or malevolent to care. So to me, it's like one of two things. He was either fucking around with the gun, just playing with it and shot it off and it happened to kill somebody coincidentally or it was on purpose. I mean, those are the only two logical things, right? Like there's not a whole lot there. Yeah. There's here. not much else it could be. Let's see what the local news says here. <laughs> New Mexico this afternoon, prosecutors investigating the rusted movie set shooting say they will soon decide whether to refile charges against the actor Alec Baldwin. The special prosecutor said in a recent court filing, a final decision as to whether to charge the actor will be made sometime before August 8th. Prosecutors, though, had dismissed involuntary manslaughter charges against Baldwin back in April, but they did say at the time that decision was only temporary. I guess that's all they had to say. Uh, not much. The weird thing is, man, it's almost hard to find like anything that's come out recently on YouTube. They are definitely suppressing this story at this point. Yeah, man. They they blew they blew it up all over the networks that he had been acquitted or that that they declined to, to press charges. They put that everywhere, right? But now that they're thinking about reintroducing charges, suddenly you can't find information. This one's a little longer. We'll see what they say. You can find out in the next six months if actor Alec Baldwin will face any charges connected to the deadly shooting on the set of Rust. That's one of the revelations in some recent court filings in the case of the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Right now, she's the only one still facing charges for the deadly shooting, and her lawyers are working to change that. Yeah, prosecutors filed a response to that attempt last Friday, and Felice Romero has a look at what those documents reveal. A deadly shooting on a New Mexico movie set caught the attention of the world. The gun was in the hand of actor Alec Baldwin. Both Baldwin and armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed were charged with involuntary manslaughter. Prosecutors ended up dropping the charges against Baldwin in April. They said some evidence required further investigation. Recently filed documents point out the gun was damaged during FBI testing. Documents say the gun and broken part were sent to the state lab for further testing. If testing finds the gun did not malfunction, prosecutors say they will refile charges against Baldwin. As for Gutierrez-Reeves, she sought to have charges against her dropped. She raised objections about prosecutors and statements they made and evidence in the case. Prosecutors argue any issues raised were either too minor to result in a case dismissal or are now moot because a new special prosecutor team took over the case and recently filed a new criminal complaint. Prosecutors argue continued prosecution is necessary to get justice. They accuse Gutierrez-Reed of having a, quote, history of reckless conduct that has resulted in loss of a human life. Prosecutors say she was sued for giving the keys of her motorcycle to an intoxicated person who caused a deadly crash. They also accuse Gutierrez-Reed of drinking heavily and smoking marijuana during the evenings while shooting rust. Prosecutors claim Gutierrez-Reed may have been hung over when the live round was put in the gun. Lawyers for Gutierrez-Reed have put forward a theory that someone on set tried to sabotage the film. A trial for Gutierrez-Reed is currently set to begin in August. Feliz Romero, KOB4.
Those documents note there was one dummy round found on set that did not rattle as it should. So that round is being tested, but prosecutors do not believe it's going to reveal anything that will change the charges. And it's still not clear how any of those live rounds ended up on the set. No, it is clear. It is clear. Somebody brought them. We know who brought them. Because the both the so so that right now what we've seen is they're admitting that rounds that were not brought by Gutierrez Reed ended up on set. So they've already kind of exonerated her to some degree. Because they're saying, How did the rounds get there? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you talking about? Um, so that means that they've already done their evaluation of what they confiscated from her and didn't find a match. So now they're saying, how did the rounds get there? So now what they should do is take everyone's phones, confiscate them, and look to see who went and bought rounds. Just like they would in any other case. But unfortunately, in this case, they keep trying to avoid getting to the bottom of it and finding out if Alec Baldwin or the assistant producer bought just commercial off the shelf rounds mm-hmm. to use for target practice. Cause everybody knows they were, they were using the weapon for target practice. Yeah. That yeah, is not denied. Right. Right. Okay. That, that is, that is, that cannot be disputed. They admitted that. So where did those rounds come from? That's the key here. And as far as I can tell, they're just gaslighting and buying time. The bottom line is we're probably going to find out that Alec Baldwin bought the rounds or and or the executive producer. I have and a hard time. This is just a show. Well, it's like nobody's talked about like the situation itself. Like how far yeah. away was he? Right? Like what was happening at the time? Why was he pointing it? in her direction why did he pull the trigger all these question marks remain and um i like i said i never liked alec baldwin which is why i just don't i don't trust him you know i'm like i tend to i tend to lean on the side of i think he did it on purpose i mean he had any number of very simple things that he could have done that would have that would have precluded this murder because I'm calling it a murder. I don't care. Um, I, I, when I look at it as a regular human being and not a highly politicized Hollywood dipshit, <laughs> any one of us would have been in jail already. Case closed. They would have said, well, why didn't I? Okay, so it's a revolver, right? So let's talk about that real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. A revolver. You knock the cylinder out. Look in the cylinder, and you can see if they're blanks or not. It's not hard. You could see if they're slugs loaded or not. You don't. You don't have to be a rocket scientist on this one, right? You know, I mean, then they didn't. They didn't have a cross stop in the barrel. Why is that? I mean, they can actually put one of those in. You know, a regular weapon, um, but they didn't have that. They didn't take that step. Um, I mean, there's just so much wrong with it. And then for him to say it shot itself, a double action revolver. Well, there's only two ways that you could have shot it. You could have either pulled the trigger, which is a hard pull, right? And use a double action on it. 
or you could have you could have put the hammer back again why are you doing that when no one's called action yet i don't know mm-hmm. because if you pull the hammer back on a double action and now you've got a lot less trigger pull but either way it's not going off without you pulling the trigger it just doesn't work that way shit doesn't just happen no 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 and you're aiming it at people and pointing it at people and and you know here's what's funny is that's exactly what they were protesting uh when they had the protest the week before the shooting Hmm. everybody walked out on the set and was walking down the damn street with signs and shit saying there was like a what a dangerous work environment yeah safety issues yeah wow yeah you don't involving guns yet and so i didn't i was like what the hell because i i am around the hollywood industry enough to know how tightly these type of things are regulated and how tightly this is watched and handled um this is not something that would happen on accident you know Hmm. so it's weird how vague the information has been um intentionally yeah Yeah. and it it happened what like over six months ago right um a year and a year and six months ago it was in like uh, october of 2021 and it was on set i mean how many witnesses do you need right (laughs) they had film rolling too i think they because you know they they always have a camera rolling in the background right Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. how you get the outtakes because there's a camera rolling in the background all the time right um where'd that footage go or did they cover it up you know it does it does i mean like does feel that way and in, in a funny way it makes me think about um team america world police and how alec baldwin was like in charge of like the fag <laughs> the fat the fag right like yeah. the, film, the film actors guild and yes. like Al- alec baldwin is like numero uno like it does right. it, it just feels like he's in the club and he's getting every benefit that comes with membership you know he's in the epstein club too i think right yeah maybe i don't know mm. shit it's so easy i mean it doesn't require it doesn't it doesn't require uh you know an investigator to figure this one out mm-hmm. but yet they keep finding or making up at this point i mean they're running out of ways to do this they just keep up making up new reasons to blame somebody who's uninvolved and it's just been it's been great. They just keep circling around Alec Baldwin, but they will not just go right to the middle, which is Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. Fuck that guy. Oh, so um, much. Yeah. I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be nice just to see one of the elite actually face prosecution, like for real? Um oh, it's my dream at this point. My God. You know, I hate to say it, but like if they prosecute Trump, it'll only make me like him for the first time. You know, <laughs> be like if they actually prosecute him, apparently he actually is a is a threat, you know, like otherwise <laughs> yeah. Otherwise so it looks my, like Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. But yeah, we oh. we we've got comments. Go ahead, Rob. Looks like we got tunes trying to get in. Let's let him in. 
Well, I tried. I tried. I, you know, it sounded like he had a limited time scale uh, that could work, and his his phone wouldn't wouldn't cooperate. He said, so, "Don't want to hop in if you're on a roll. We're always on a roll. What oh, the hell? Hop in, man. We're professionals hop. here. Come yeah. on. Yeah. What you doing? Apparently, Fido's <laughs> coming in a little bit later, perhaps. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, dude. I mean, any other thoughts on that one? Because I've got I've got a pretty dark topic we could hop into if you're ready for it. That one, I I don't know. I'm just really frustrated because, you know, again, I know people who've worked with the people that were on the the rust set and all that and a lot mm-hmm. of the people were messed up for weeks before that so this is not really clearly there was some foreplay before the show yeah. yeah yeah there was things going on for a very long time do you know how hard it is do you know how bad you have to screw up to make people in hollywood for what they make to make people in hollywood walk off the set in protest you know how many times that happened ask yourself how many times you've heard of that well aside from like writer strikes like never yeah but they're they're losers so we don't care about them (laughs) (laughs) they don't count they're not shooting anybody that's fine generally like the grips and the you know all the all the crew they got to make money man they're trying to make yeah. a living, so it takes a lot to make them protest. That's strike. right. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, it, I've never heard of it. I've never ever heard of it. And I've heard of some horrific shit on the sets over here at uh, I twenty five Studios and in and around New Mexico. So, not likely that they just had a bad day and decided they were going to go cry in the middle of the street. Okay, they're not BLM, all right? Right, right. <laughs> they're not Antifa. They're not just going to go and, uh, you know, I mean, they're losing money when they walk off the set like that. So, not likely. Hey, there's Fido. What up, Fido? How, How you doing? doing? Hey. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound yes. good. Excellent. Okay, cool. So, I didn't mean to interrupt your conversation, but what no, we we've, about? we've talked. <laughs> we've been talking about um, Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. And whether or not, like, I don't know. I think Rob and I are on the same page saying that, like, Alec Baldwin seems like a douchebag. And uh, I've yet to see anything to prove that he didn't do it on purpose. And (laughs) anyways. Yeah. Um, It's it's funny how after something like this, the um, the. the conspiracies start flying about, oh, well, so-and-so was working on this and that, this this big thing, this groundbreaking new story that, you know, is going to change everything. And they were saying that about Helena Hutchins is that it's like nobody ever talked about that before. And all of a sudden it's, you know, it's big news. So I honestly, I don't know what to make of it, except that I think that it's more of a distraction than anything to keep people's yeah. attention away from what's really going on. I want to say that he didn't actually mean to kill her or harm her in any way, but I don't know his character, so I couldn't say for sure. But it's it's looking really bad for him. I'll say that much. Well, and it's it's taken so long. I mean, the, I didn't realize it's been like a year and a half. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So it's taken so long for anything to come out. Nothing's come out. We have no clear information. That's what we were both saying. It's like that that place was loaded with witnesses. There were probably cameras rolling. Why don't we know anything? To me, it feels like Alec Baldwin is protected. I joked, but it's like uh, Team America World Police. He was in charge of the you know organization called FAG, you know, the Film Actors Guild. <laughs> and um, Alec Baldwin was in charge. And, you know, I, I just, I remember, like, never liking that guy in any movie. I'm like, he just feels icky. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's an evil kind of character, man. And it feels like he's just going get, to get away with it. Maybe. You know, I, I don't know exactly how they're planning on using him as their tool what what to what end this might would be my question to what end would be would they want to protect him i mean what what exactly is it that he he has what is it that he has control of that they don't want getting out or what maybe he has stories that they don't want him to tell right um, okay let's talk yeah, about that yeah so Baldwin attended Alfred G. Burner High School in Massapequa and played football there under coach uh, Bob Reifschneider. In New York City, Baldwin worked as a busboy at the famed discotheque Studio 54. And he, was a, he got a personal letter from former U.S. President Richard Nixon. I wonder what that said. Hmm. What was that about? <laughs> yeah. It Andos, just, it's just sitting there in, in the, his bio. It doesn't even make any sense. It's completely out of context almost. Yeah. Except for the Studio 54 thing. Because everybody knows what went on there. Everybody knows that if you worked at Studio 54, you probably did some stuff you don't want people to know about at this point. And you probably saw a lot of people do stuff they don't want anyone to know about. I mean, there was orgies there. That's common knowledge. Okay. Um, so we had Ando saying that the Clintons run Baldwin. Um, and, I know and that they've been and to he's a uh, douchebag. Epstein, Epstein Island and, or uh, Zorro Ranch together. I think, I think Baldwin's actually spent some time there with the Clintons of all things. And then so. think change, think change repeat says, uh, are they trying to throw the armor under the bus? If so, why I tend to agree. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, they're clearly trying to defame her saying she was drunk and high every night. Hey, guess what? I smoke weed and I drink beer like most nights. Doesn't mean I'm responsible for anybody's death. Okay. Like I'm not trying to defend her without knowing any of the details, but it does feel like she's become the scapegoat. You know, it's like, so what if she drank and smoked? Did she, did she put live ammunition on the set? or not. And at the end of the day, nobody else was holding the gun except fucking Alec Baldwin. Exactly. Well, you know, it, it's really hard for me to believe that these professionals who do this sort of thing all the time would make such an incompetent mistake. I mean, that's that's like a rookie mistake. That's not something yeah. that you would do you would what mistake you would make if you had been in the business for as long as you have, as long as these people have, you know. I just, it just seems really odd that they would choose something like that. So, you know, there's that whole um, facade of incompetence 
you know, it's like you're either really, really stupid or you're really, really evil. So yeah, yeah. Which which is it? I I don't know. Honestly, I'm still kind of on the fence about all of this. I I have no. Um, I'm not I'm not in any camp either way. But I'm still looking at all the evidence. What little is coming out of all of this that is available to the public. So I'm still reserving my judgment for a future date when I have more information. Yeah, yeah. Well, where we were when you came in was um, the fact that the week before they had protests concerning safety on the set because of the executive producer and Alec Baldwin using that same gun for target practice. Therefore, that meant that there was live rounds on the set the week before. And now... What it looks like is in the news is that there's their big push is who brought the live rounds? How did they get there? And they would not have said that if the search of the armorer's home had yielded rounds that matched the ones that were in the weapon when it was fired. So that means that she didn't bring the rounds. So that, as far as I'm concerned at that point, that exonerates her. That's number one. The other thing that exonerates her is the fact that the assistant producer took the weapon from her and then subsequently gave it to Alec Baldwin and admits that he should have checked the weapon and that that would have been the customary thing to do before he handed it to Alec Baldwin. So... With that in mind, there's a whole lot of, as far as I'm concerned, a whole lot of criminality to go around and a whole lot yeah. of irresponsibility. That a had lot of things to had to, a lot of things either had to go right to make it happen or go wrong to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, um, we bring up the fact that there were protests the week before. So I wonder if, I mean, if it really was a setup, you know, maybe somebody was just setting it up and, and, Maybe they weren't intending someone to die, but that's what ended up happening. You know, maybe, you know, he would shoot off the rifle, the, the gun and it would hit some other object and they would realize that it was round, uh, live ammunition. I don't know. It's, it's just really strange. The whole yeah. thing just freaks to high heaven. And it's been a long time since it happened and we have no clarity. That's the weird part. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to say. Maybe we should move move to the next topic unless anybody has final thoughts. Um, one more thing to throw at it here. Uh, let's see. So there was a, they do have, it, it is, it is uh, out there that they reported that the people on the set. Uh, oh, so Paul's, who is the, who was the um, assistant producer, David Hall's. Listen to this. He was fired in 2019 from his position as assistant director on the movie Freedom's Path after a gun, quote, unexpectedly discharged and once again injured a crew member. So this guy has a history. Damn. Yeah. That's in the record. Wow. So talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. Who is that no, again? What's his that's position? A big one. And of He's all things, I got it from Democracy Now. Holy huh. shit. He's a producer <laughs> on the commies. Film? 
the fucking Even a broken yeah. clock's right twice a day. <laughs> I guess sometimes the commies get some shit right here and there, you know. Good lord. We've Never got saw a new, that coming. We've got a new contributor to the forum here. RBL. Tell tell us who you are. Explain yourself. I've never been able to do that. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. I yeah, uh, I shaved my head. I shaved my head this morning. Okay, but I could not bear to let go of this. And it's just like a it's like a Homer Simpson Chelsea, and I kind of mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm making a, a song with Deadfella and Yona. They they made me a track. Are you tunes? I I'm, I don't know. I I just I I, guess, I, sent, I, guess I made so. a song a long time ago and I sent it to Deadfella and he's like, "Dude, I want to make the track for this." Dude, I want to know I want to know who you are. Who the fuck are you, bro? Cuz somebody called Tunes was going to join us, but I don't think he made it. Who are you? You don't remember me, Mike the Polymath? What? Yeah. Oh, dude. I talked Am to I... you when you were at uh Chili? What's it called? Yeah. Childerberg. Yeah, Childerberg. Shit, man. Well, you look different online. Oh, well, I shaved all my head today, so that's <laughs> yeah, you just I'm usually wearing that. a fucking hat because I'm bald, you know, on top. Well, welcome. Sorry man. to be real. What were you guys talking about? Well, Final, we were talking. Beautiful. Look at you, smiling. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking. Hi, Alec- hey, how you doing, man? We were talking Alec Baldwin, man. Oh God. Yeah. I was talking about Alec Baldwin earlier. I was telling my wife, we're so lucky. We're like the couple from Beetlejuice, except instead of making a little model, I have like a record player and a bunch of records now that I'm like my little hobby. And she's oh, wow. Like, you go back to vinyl. Like, garden and make me a sandwich right now. Like, <laughs> Dude, so, okay, what do you go by? Because you might jar my memory. Honestly, it's I feel like bad. like thank you dude remember you were like oh what a fucking name bro yeah 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 okay thank you i'm like rbl i have no idea i have no idea recycle bin laden dude okay good to see see you again man you too well i tell you what i've got a whole new topic if y'all are ready for it where uh this is some this is some shit right here have you guys heard about the Harvard Medical School morgue lately? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. I think most I everybody just, has now. By now. I have a, <laughs> I have I have a bias and I think I know what's going on. His market, he's selling to like occultists, like uh Oh, for sure. Added up like freaky people. Like I had a human skull for a minute that somebody swiped from the university and then somebody swiped it for me. Like the person that swiped it for me is immediately who I thought of was like, who's buying body parts? I was like, uh, but they might have some Chinese medicine going on too, you know? I think it's some witchy ass shit, man. So yeah, here. witchy motherfuckers. Yeah. Or <laughs> some Chinese medicine, maybe, because they're cannibals over there somehow sometimes. Let's let's yeah. listen to this and see what we have to say. Breaking news that we've been following all day. A huge story here. Human body parts taken by a manager at the Harvard Medical School morgue and then sold to customers online. The man accused of running the scheme faced a judge late this afternoon. He had nothing to say as he walked out of the court. But families who donated bodies to the school are left wondering if their loved ones have been impacted. Investigators say Cedric Lodge ran the multi-state scheme over four years while he worked at Harvard Medical School's morgue. 
We have team coverage tonight from the suspects to the victims. And we begin with WBZ's Beth Germano. She's live outside of federal court in Concord, New Hampshire, where that morgue manager and his wife just faced the judge. Beth? Well, federal prosecutors say these were grisly transactions, all done in the name of profit. A nationwide network that extended from Massachusetts to New Hampshire to Pennsylvania and beyond, starting in 2018. These are people who allowed their remains to be used to educate medical professionals. The former head of the morgue, Cedric Lodge, made an initial appearance in federal court here in Concord, New Hampshire this afternoon and left without answering our questions. What do you have to say to the families who made those donations, Mr. Lodge? Cedric Lodge, the head of the Harvard Medical School morgue, leaving federal court in Concord, New Hampshire without commenting, where he faced charges of stealing dissected human body parts from donated cadavers. His wife, Denise, also allegedly part of the money plot, even accused of bringing the remains to his Gothstown, New Hampshire home and sending some through the U.S. Postal Service. Why would you do this and why would you give access to that morgue? Among the buyers identified in the indictment is Katrina McLean the owner of Cat's Creepy Creations in Peabody. WBZ-TV had exclusive access to her business back in March when FBI agents also swarmed her Salem home, conducting a number of searches for which she had no... Okay, so I paused it there because Salem, Massachusetts, y'all. Let's, let's take some, some geography into account here. This... They're talking about the area. Giveaway. Sorry. It's a dead giveaway. You said it's a dead giveaway. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is some, some witchy. Video I saw on YouTube, sir. Witchy, witchy, witchy shit. Yeah. Recycle Bin Laden. I feel like I was stepping all over you there, man. Do you have sit? No, it was the opposite. I, I have no filter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'll play the rest. I was trying to talk on the last WTF, and I was just like, ah, blah, saying dumb things. <laughs> She's like trying to explain the theory of relativity or whatever, and I was just like, my feet itch. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah, that's the first thing that jumped into my mind. It's it's some witch witchy people, and mm -hmm. you're like, it's near Salem, Massachusetts. Well, the case closed then. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not. It's, gonna it's make... got too much of a. It's got a nice little bow on it, though. It makes mm -hmm. me wonder if it's a psyop. You know, like what? Yeah. I don't know. Just... Well, there's more. There's more. Comment at the time. Is there anything that you want to say about the FBI search here yesterday? No. But it caught the attention of neighbors. They set up two tents in the backyard. They spent eight hours here. Now, according to the indictment, Katrina McLean agreed to purchase two dissected faces for $600 from Cedric Lodge, and they agreed to meet at the Harvard Medical School morgue to conduct the transaction. She also allegedly shipped skin to Jeremy Pauley of Pennsylvania, a self-described human blood artist, to tan the skin to create leather in exchange for more human skin and ship it back to McLean, allegedly telling him, wanted to make sure it got to you and I don't expect agents at my door. Another Pennsylvania man, Joshua Taylor, made electronic PayPal payments to the lodges, totaling more than $37,000. $1,000 transaction was labeled head number seven. Another $200 transaction labeled brains. 
Now, federal prosecutors say Cedric Lodge abused his access to the morgue to potential buyers. He has been ordered to provide a DNA sample and will make another appearance in a Pennsylvania courtroom at a later date to answer to these charges. Reporting live from Concord, New Hampshire, I'm Beth Germano, WBZ News. All I'm right. going to kick it off real quick and say she didn't say it right. She's supposed to say brains. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you're going to read it, because you don't get the full effect of it unless you read it out, unless you actually say it properly. Because if people are just listening, they're not going to get the, the full effect. The guy labeled his payment as for brains with multiple eyes <laughs> like a zombie would. Like a zombie would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's she missed an this, opportunity. Missed Damn an it. opportunity for sure. It's like it, this is full blown, um, full blown dystopia. You know, like what world you are we living can't in? Make this stuff up anymore. No, you I can't. Mean, like, you can't. I, I wouldn't. I wonder because I didn't actually see. I did go read through the article that was posted in the forum, and, and I didn't actually see how did they find out this was going on. That's a good question. Um, well, apparently they were shipping stuff through the postal service, so maybe right. and maybe they were making maybe. payments through PayPal. And I noticed there was yeah. a six hundred online communication and a paper trail and all that. Yeah. They might have they might have raised a red flag along the way, or some poor postal service uh, employee was like, "This this box is dripping blood." <laughs> That's usually how it happens. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. The guy who is sell selling uh, C four. Uh, selling C4 and sending it through the uh, mail system. Uh, that's how they got him. He went Stella, ahead and, uh, says, Stella it, says face off was predictive programming. Literally. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> every movie, every bad movie uh, plot we're seeing play out now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next thing's going to be um, cloning. You know, I was, I was at the bar on Saturday, I guess yesterday and this this girl was like she was tripping like for real she was on mushrooms and uh she's like yeah my husband's like a scientist and so he promised me that like we wouldn't ever let our dog die that the dog would live forever and i'm like are you joking or are you delusional she was fully delusional like i'm <laughs> I'm saying like that's the next thing. It's gonna be what's that? The fifth element? Or no, 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 no. Um that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where they clone the dogs and the people, but yeah, they they'd oh. have to have like a kennel of baby puppies to drain the blood and right. transfuse it into this mutt yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's more there's more disturbing shit um as far as severed body parts go let's see here this was a little less uh known and shared but <laughs> just imagine this guy this guy apparently works for this company who um they take well what was it it's a non-profit that's like for bodies for science, I think, I think. But let's see here. Illinois worker finds three severed heads at his desk after job complaints. Well, that's it for the job, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so much for gainful employment, the level of professionalism it would take 
in the face of such blatant disrespect would make anyone question if it was really worth it in the first place. A worker at a Chicago company that distributes human body parts for medical research says someone, and that's what would stick with me, is the term someone, not knowing who it is, left three severed heads next to his desk in a macabre act of retaliation after he complained about the condition of donor bodies. Gail Wheatley, the transportation coordinator for the Anatomical Gift Association of Illinois, filed a police report after discovering the three disembodied heads sitting on a blue plastic storage tub by his desk. The anat- All right, let's pause there for a second. The Anatomical Gift Association of Illinois. I mean, does that not feel creepy to begin with? Didn't you hear? Everybody's donating their body to science these days. I guess, right? dude. Also, what's up with this dude's background? Like, is he a witch? Like, what's going on here? So I have questions. So, like, this is a company that 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 deals with body parts. Yes. And so this guy is saying that someone left three severed heads at his desk as retaliation. How do we know that it was retaliation that someone didn't just accidentally leave three heads at his desk? If well, this, is so, their, this is their business. This is what they do, right? I believe it is goes on to say we can keep we can keep watching, but um, I believe it goes on to say that he had been complaining about a like essentially a dirty work environment. Like so apparently this place they had like rat problems and the rats were chewing through the body bags and like nibbling nibbling on oh. the bodies and shit. And like right. the, the, the bodies were getting moldy and like decomposed and like yeah. I mean, this is gross. This is gross, but I'll just, I'll play on because I'm pretty sure that's where this goes. <laughs> Atomical Gift Association is a not-for-profit organization that donates bodies to the eight major medical schools in the state of Illinois. Now, these bodies are free because they're being donated, but they still cost several thousand dollars a piece to store and transport. So if this guy's job is to oversee the transportation of the bodies, Damn right, he's supposed to say something about the condition. At first, I was confused. Wheatley tells people, my boss walked by, and I asked him why the heads were at my desk. He said they need to get back with their bodies so we can send them the cremation. Wait a minute, because I don't care for his boss's tone at all. He should have threw one of those heads at him. How is his boss not just as concerned as he is, if not more? How is this boss going to play like this is just workplace shenanigans, like three heads at someone's desk is just regular for the workday? Wheatley said in his five years at the job, body parts had never before been placed by his desk, which is exactly why his dumbass boss should be a professional and show some concern if he's not the one in on it and normally are kept in designated storage areas before he retrieved them to deliver to medical schools for students to dissect and study they are later collected, cremated, and the ashes are returned to families. I asked him why they were at my desk, Wheatley said. And he said, I don't know, Dale. There's a lot of strange things going on. And that- There's a lot of strange things going on. This was what made my ears perk up, right? This is very much maybe connected to the Harvard thing, even though this is an Illinois school. But this is a... A whole underground economy. This is a black market, like like body parts, okay, and medical schools and morgues and I abortionists. Mean, come, on. Mm, come on, I mean, right? And I will say this: that 
when it comes to dealing with um, with uh, patients and even deceased deceased bodies, people who um, deal with those types of um, things for an extended period of time tend to become desensitized. So that could also play into part of why his boss was not as um, up in arms, so to speak, about the whole situation, because people do tend to get desensitized to the things that go on. And EMS, people in EMS have one of the most morbid senses of humor that you will ever come across oh, in yeah. the medical field. So, and and they're dealing with living patients. So I can only imagine what it, what someone's sense of humor is like who deals with uh, cadavers and deceased bodies all the time. So <laughs> just putting that out there just for a little context. But um, yeah, this is this is kind of weird. <laughs> even even for a morbid uh, sense of humor type situation. That's, that's pretty weird. Yeah, we get that. But the me. problem is that it, they, they have already been known to have a sanitation problem there. Yeah. And they're just going to leave three heads laying around. That's okay too. You know, you can have a morbid sense of humor and be desensitized and not be a pig or cause a safety issue. You know, I, I, I agree. To, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, they, um, there, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of missing information with this one. So my question the is fact that they're mishandling them. It really bugs me. I mean, I'm sure there's procedures and they're just saying to hell with it at this point. It's disgraceful. Was, uh, was the desk, the three heads were placed at the desk of an administrator or the boss or whatever. It was the guy who made the complaints. I think, I think he said he was a delivery. He was like a delivery guy. Oh, wow. He was like, no, I don't want to say delivery guy. He was, he was transportation. He was head of transportation. Wow. That whole so. place is effed up then. <laughs> Stella says some heads are going to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they didn't. It would have been a bigger mess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily they just were on the desk. We can clean that. That's not, I think there's, I think there's more yet to this story. Let's see what, what they say. I agree. Here. That's when I would have knew. And that's when you find out you can't trust anybody at that job. He's not dumb. He's playing dumb. Either he's in on it or he knows exactly who has something to do with it. Wheatley, 37, said he also found rolled up bunches of smoldering sage throughout the office, which he interpreted as harassment. Not three severed heads on your desk. <laughs> sage? That's not what? You'd yeah. want it, Sage on there just to get rid of the voodoo. <laughs> so yeah. Sage actually <laughs> does, it's like antimicrobial or something? Yeah. Like it does something yeah. in reality? It's also, yeah. it's also, also ceremonial. It's also words off ceremonial the juju. Thing. It's yeah. ceremonial. It's but again, ceremonial. it's like a ceremonial thing that's based in like reality. Like it's like, it, it words don't off eat the shellfish or the pork or whatever. And then it's like, well, there's parasites. So somebody, this is what you want. I mean, this is, this is, this is what's given me like goosebumps. It's like somebody is leaving severed heads around and burning sage. This is witchy, witchy, witchy shit. Yeah. So somebody's pranking somebody making them knowing that they're afraid maybe yeah and that's then they're burning, the person that's afraid is burning the sage or someone that's sympathetic to them at the workplace yeah. is burning the sage yeah yeah to yeah. alleviate their fear and this guy is just like thrilling himself by doing shit like this to that person maybe i don't know i, mean, I don't know. hostile work environment get the goddamn lawyers out
Yeah, well, I would say it's the Chevron. You have people. to laugh or you're going to cry, right? Like, we're yeah. in a hospice, I imagine. Or, like, I mean, I'm not saying that if I was in a hospice, I'd be like, ha, you're dying, you're dying. Or, you know what I mean? But I'm not what, one for like frivolous. I'm not one for frivolous hostile work environment suits. But if I had severed heads left at my desk, I might consider suing somebody. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, come on. <laughs> All right, let's see. I was where this... trying to find a way where it would be sane. I was like, okay, so this is someone's protest at the boss's desk about no. the conditions. Like, no, it wasn't the boss. The realities. His the weird thing is his boss didn't Bad seem to give deal. a fuck. That's what right. they, that's what they're saying. So here we go. Harassment, but the sage is some cultures believe burning sage can help reduce negativity. I think they were trying to say it's for warding off evil spirits, Wheatley said. And I was the evil spirit. And I could see where they might be trying to gaslight him or bait him into acting out so they could call his workplace behavior into question and probably try to can him. But honestly, he's not asking for anything that's not described in their mission statement and core values of this association. The shocking experience with the heads followed a complaint by Wheatley last month that donated bodies were not being properly embalmed or stored as a result, which is a huge health risk were subject to rotting and mold. Rats had chewed through storage bags and bitten cadavers' feet, according to his attorney, David Fish, and other degradation and decomposition made the bodies unusable or shortened the length of time they can be studied. This sounds like something that's been going on for a while, an underlying culture in the workplace, if that's what you want to call it, starting at that boss that wants to play oblivious. Then you get a new guy in there, that wants to tell people, hey, you got to do your job properly. And no, that just won't do. No, we can't have that. The body goes to waste if it's not properly cared for. Fish tells people, I know that and I don't even work there. One medical school lab manager contacted the Anatomical Association to report that some of the donors they received were in such poor condition they couldn't be used in a message viewed by people. The lab manager noted a bug infestation decomposing tissue on the hands and feet i think okay the shit's like so gross dude it's so gross so like i said i think this is like a whole um industry right this these bodies are donated to science for medical students to practice on or to learn from or whatever Right. And this is like the only reason this came to light is because somebody was just capitalizing on like doing this job, but gave zero fucks about doing the job. Right. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we'll just let the bodies decompose and like take the money and like nobody's going to notice. Well, somebody fucking noticed the transportation guy. And apparently there were previous complaints. But, you know, this is the guy who's saying like, Yo, this is gross. Like, I'm going to get sick working around these bodies. And then somebody leaves three goddamn severed heads on his desk. Like, what the fuck, man? It's a threat? Yeah. It's the Godfather, but like 18 times worse than a horse head, man. <laughs> yeah, it's re definitely retaliation and intimidation at the very least. Yeah. Um, despite all the other issues. Intimidation, yeah. for sure. You know, my first impression was that he had complained about the the 
the condition and the the improper storage and sanitation and everything. And so I, my first impression of them leaving the heads was, okay, if you're so concerned about it, then you do it. That would that would have been my my first impression of that whole thing. I don't think so much that they were threatening bodily harm to him, but just like, you know, people, if you complain about your coworkers slacking, then they're going to slack even more just so you have more work to do. That's I think it, it, exactly. takes pa- it takes passive aggression to a whole nother level. It does. I agree. <laughs> it really yeah, does. It's pathetic. Yeah. But okay. So I don't know. Is there a common theme here? Like, first of all, we have people not respecting the dead. Primary. Yes. Yeah, disregard for human, the, the human body. Just the, right. the whole sanctity of human basic. life has been mm-hmm. indoctrinated out like, of. Like you were saying, Fido, with like EMTs, paramedics, like the dark humor, but like this is this to is, another. This is something different. This yeah. is not it's humor. culture wide. The, the mm-hmm. fucking no shits given about human life. Mm-hmm. So we have somebody running the morgue at Harvard selling body parts to witches in Salem, Massachusetts. We have somebody in Illinois working at this um, this nonprofit, quote unquote. Okay, number one, red flag raised right there. The anatomical whatever the fuck nonprofit who apparently the boss doesn't give a fuck about respecting the bodies. And I have to wonder, like, what kind of person starts an organization like this doesn't do it the way it's supposed to be done. Like they are probably selling body parts too. That's where my mind goes. Like if you're just going to half-ass it, it's probably because you're already a scumbag. And why do you start some kind of organization dealing in dead, you know, human remains unless you're like a scumbag trying to, you know, profit from it. So when, when I heard the nonprofit thing, I'm like, this is sketchy. I would interject one thing that, I, that just occurred to me. Uh, universities to train forensic uh, scientists, they have body farms. Mm-hmm. And I guess in that occasion, uh, various stages of the decay prior to being delivered would be just fine with them. I don't know. What they're, they're trying to teach people to identify how long a body has been dead. Right. But so. in those cases, if the body is already decomposing, it's not really going to help them determine it would yeah it wouldn't be a control or whatever they're still they're still interfering with the purpose of people uh donating their bodies to begin with right i can you imagine if i mean my uh grandmother for instance donated her body to science yeah so apparently somebody called the uh, harvard medical school morgue and they're like you know our grandmother like donated her body to y'all like do you still have her after the ship broke after this news came out and um they're like yeah we still have her they're like we want her back and apparently nothing's been done um but (laughs) bear snare welcome to the party dude like we're talking some guys we're talking some dark dark shit man (laughs) i have no idea i'm just jumping in so it sounds a little hot, doesn't it? We're talking Boy, about are you in for a surprise. Yeah, we're talking about like the black market, like dead human remains. Uh like like medical yeah, schools. This whole thing came up with um one of those har- scientific, like you donate your bodies and yes, it goes to weird shit instead of what you think it's going to. Somebody ends up selling your severed head, you know, severed head to like a witch. 
That's not good. <laughs> I'm I'm jumping a couple of lines there. I'm that's not exactly what happened, but like that's where this is headed. No no pun intended. All right, well, don't let me interrupt. <laughs> okay. We'll play the we'll play the rest of this out here. Buddy should just go on ahead and start looking for another job. <laughs> but keep that lawsuit open because if they lose one of those universities, which you know that's what it's coming to because they're being very ignorant about things, they're going to lose them all and all of them are going to be out of a job. William O'Connor, executive vice president of the nonprofit company, could not be reached for comment by people. But the Chicago Tribune reported that he denied that donor bodies were mistreated and said handling body parts is in Wheatley's job description. I got a question. How the hell would that jackass know anything? As vice president, he's not paying attention to the boots on the ground, day-to-day handling of those bodies as the transportation coordinator's job is the allegory of the cave. The only thing Wheatley did wrong was speaking up and saying that something was wrong. Wheatley, who also lodged complaints with the Cook County Medical Examiner and the Illinois Department of Public Health wants to see better care taken of the bodies and the workspaces. He, in general, felt the facility needs to be improved. Fish says they need to treat donors with more respect. Me, personally, I have no choice but to believe that every person in that building is a bad actor, and they have been doing this for a while until he came along and had the nerve to say something. What do you think? Could you come to work every day after somebody left three heads on your desk? Yes. You'll find that everywhere, man. Like police <laughs> departments, you know? Mm-hmm. The new kid's like all idealistic and maybe knows a little bit more about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the rest of the cops. And what happens to those guys? What happened to Serpico and all those dudes, you know? It was like yeah, what happened to Julian Julian Assange and, mm-hmm. and yeah, all of them, dude. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't you know, blow the whistle and get away with it. You end up with fucking heads on your desk if you blow the whistle. Yep. There we are. But all of this seems kind of weird, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily shock me is is the sad part. You know, we've been doing this WTF forum for a while now, and I'm getting to the point where nothing even shocks me. Yeah, we're deep into the demoralization campaign. And, and the the assault is the quickening you know just more and more clown world piling on top so you just what do you do there's like you can't even keep up anymore i remember it really is so ago, ridiculous she would be like the issue of the week we have the issue of the hour now you know it's just like this is true i mean mass distraction 24 7 like a machine gun in your face Yeah, like I was listening to No Agenda earlier and I had to laugh because the stuff that NBC and PBS and stuff, NPR are saying, it's it's such clown world. It is ridiculous. It's false on its face. And then they're talking at the same time about truth, about how important truth is. We're, we're not going to air the the Trump speech because we know it's just going to be campaign. Right. So, and there's going to be lies. Right. So we're just going to watch it for you and then we'll show you what we want. And we're protecting you by doing this, you know, from misinformation. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> I'm starting. I'm starting to think that the uh, pendulum is swinging the other way, though. Like, so <laughs> Recycle Bin Laden shared this. Uh, San Francisco teacher suspended for singling out white male students in class. Uh, teacher said she did it out of frustration and anger. You know what? These these little punks were probably calling her on her woke bullshit. <laughs> that's all it was well there's i i had teachers even in the uh 80s um that would do that they'd make it obvious that uh they only wanted the uh black students to be answering certain questions and things like that and uh they were very vocal about how they didn't like white males so okay so in the 80s you said yeah because all this woke stuff that we're seeing right now has all come from uh, things and ideas that were put into play in Chicago back in the eighties. So with things like um, operation push and the rainbow coalition, uh, all these Jesse Jackson NGOs and uh, uh, you know, nonprofits, et cetera, uh, in these intimidation tactics where, uh, you know, Jesse Jackson would show up on the doorstep of any business that fired a black person. I mean, it could be anything as trivial as um, maybe a white supervisor made a comment uh, that a black female looked nice that day or something. I mean, you can go back and look at the local politics back in the 80s, and that was already starting there. So now everybody's dealing with it. Yeah, it's been it's been building for a long time. Um, sure. But this this is kind of interesting. It says a San Francisco teacher has been suspended for singling out and discriminating against her white male students. Lowell High School teacher Nicole Noel uh, Henares allegedly made white male students in her English class stand up as a group and answer whether they felt like a minority, quote unquote. Last fall, according to a letter from the San Francisco Unified School District, blah, 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 blah. Students felt confused, sad, and that there was no correct answer for them in that moment. They told uh, the district in interviews. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) hey, if you're not brown or you don't have a pussy, stand up and tell us if you feel discriminated against. Well, I didn't. Until right now, fucking bitch. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's. Oh, and while we're at it, up. here's some grooming. Let's 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 get some sexual vibes going on in our classroom. Why not? Mm. Oh yeah, drag queen story time. <laughs> Apparently, okay. Students also confirmed that Henares uh, used inappropriate materials in the class, including Little Nas. X song, uh, blah blah blah, which has sexually explicit lyrics and themes. So yeah, there might be some grooming going on here. It just says fucking. I mean, that's not what I thought. You know, from well, reading. The- even still, even still, you know, it, I saw something recently where it was like, um, you know, with Pride Month, uh, this high school class, there was a teacher showing some. It's no video. baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, no, well, no, no. As a matter of fact, that's considered rape. That's considered rape speech now. <laughs> rape, rape culture. Yeah, yeah. But I saw this video where this teacher was showing like a pride uh, 
video of some kind in their class, right? High school students. And all the students are like, turn it off. Like, we don't want to watch this. We're done with this shit. Like, I think, like I said, the pendulum might be swinging back. Like, if if high school students are pushing back against this woke, you know, indoctrination, that's kind of a good sign, I think. Did you see what happened in Toronto at a uh, Catholic school? Mm-mm. Yeah, the they did a decided, walkout. Yeah, they had a walkout, but a majority of them were making fun of and interrupting their little walkout protest. And they were all crying in that. I mean, what are they going to do? Throw the whole school in jail for hate crimes? Good luck. Good luck, you assholes. You got what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find the article. Um, I'm, I saw it on the news the other night, so it's um, everybody's probably already seen it by now, but the uh, middle school students that uh, refused to participate in their Pride Month thing up in, um, uh, I think it was up in Massachusetts, and they were tearing the Pride decorations off the wall, and I think some of them were hand uh, other students were handing the handing out um, pride stickers or rainbow flag stickers or whatever, and the ones that were protesting ripped up the stickers. And uh, apparently, the students were glaring at their teachers, mean mugging them. And it's like, okay, so the kids didn't want to participate in your program, but you're going to make a big deal about it and make it seem like they were attacking the <laughs> the whole. It was really funny. I'm trying to find the article. It's actually really funny the way they they framed it in. It's like, you know, they ripped up stickers with no regard for human life. And uh, <laughs> it was murder. It was uh, they were I mean, they dared to just mean mug the teacher. What is this world coming to? They were giving dirty looks. Oh, my God. You know, oh, the Suck humanity the lady of it penis. all. Suck the lady penis. They poured, they poured bleach on the pride flag and called it the N-word. But it's like, yeah, you know, you this go. was the only way all of the, this was ever gonna stop was if the kids stood up and said, We're not gonna we're not gonna be participating in this anymore. And the kids had to make up their mind that they'd had enough. And it's really sad that it had to, has to be that way, but that's that's the way it is. These kids don't if you don't want your kids to be you know, brainwashed, you have to teach them how to not be brainwashed and stand up for themselves. What if we learned? We've learned that trying to negotiate with communists doesn't work. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only thing they understand is destruction and violence because we've yeah. seen only that from them, from everything from cancel culture to BLM burning down and murdering people burning down whole neighborhoods, you know, what was it? Um, fiery, but peaceful. Yeah. You know what? Get ready. You're going to get a taste of that yourself here pretty soon. Keep playing. Stella's. Gasoline is going down in price. You're making it a very nice option at this point. <laughs> Stella says there should be a uh, mass pride flag bleaching, bleaching movement. Maybe which, we should um, just burn them all. You know, you yeah. can burn right. the American you flag. Can bleach the, the flag, flag and then just, you know, use it as a beach towel or something. Or no, let's poop on it. Can I poop on it? They like and poop on stuff. You, you certainly can. Ando says that <laughs> a white, it. A white flag. Around this house. They white flag like means surrender, though. So, you know, 
that's a good thing if we that's what we want from them right yes exactly so we're done negotiating that's that's what that's what my point is here with the pendulum thing like i think it's starting to swing back so ando shared this but then i have kind of a counter afterwards i have not watched this so let's see what it what it's all about The Washington State Senate just passed Senate Bill 5599, allowing the state to hide children from their parents. No allegation of abuse is required, just the child's delusional desire to change the gender of their own body. The bill compels state-licensed youth shelters to act as accomplices in castrating children without their parents' knowledge and allocates over $7 million to pay for the surgical and pharmaceutical castrations. According to this new law, if a child shows up at a youth shelter in Washington state and expresses the desire to change the gender of their body, claiming that their parents are against it, then the youth shelter is legally obligated to not notify the parents of the child's location, but rather to funnel that child into the destructive and horrific world of transgenderism, paid for by the state of Washington with taxpayer dollars. And it's not limited to Washington residences. Any young, confused, runaway child can now make their way to Washington to get castrated by the government without their parents ever being notified. The agenda to destroy Christian culture and the family was further demonstrated last month when scores of UN judges published the eight March principles for a human rights-based approach to criminal law proscribing conduct associated with sex, reproduction, drug use, HIV, homelessness, and poverty. The document states that these principles should be of immediate relevance to legislators, judges, and prosecutors at all levels. These principles include the right to abortion and transgender surgeries. They recommend the legalization of prostitution and all drug use. But the real offense is buried at the end of Principle 16, consensual sexual conduct, where it states that sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. Oh, what's going on, y'all? What the fuck? <laughs> well, we yeah, know that um, already we're going to codify stealing your children and neutering your children. And then and also Bob Barker. And also uh, having yeah, sex. President Bob Barker, have your pets spayed, your children spayed and neutered. Yeah. And also... It's legal to have sex with them now, is what they're saying. The most I just want to point out now. when I when I chose the town I live in in 1996, I was one of the reasons was that it had a pride march once a year. So like all the gay kids in the college in the town would get together and fucking march down the street and do a little parade, and I was like, cool, they're not scared here. I love that, you know. But like targeting children all the time and like confusing them and then chemically assaulting their 
reproductive systems development. It's like, it's obvious what they're doing. And it's like, what was it? The, the population council, the UN population council or something decided to use surreptitious means with medicine, vaccines, food. I saw it in writing once. And I was like, dude, but I, I suck at uh, finding, especially now the internet's really hard. I think, but. I think it's rape. Like you, vaccines, if they don't know what they're getting or, you know, if the parent doesn't understand fully that whole informed course consent thing, like if you're injecting something into someone else's body without their real informed consent, it's rape, right? Well, the it's problem the is, is that the, definition, the legal definition of assault and battery. We've got a comment However, from Ando. They, they want to rape uh, kids. What's so hard to understand? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's the thing. There was the... Uh, uh, that was the, the Helsinki Convention that basically undermined everything that was outlined in the Nuremberg trials concerning public health and informed informed consent. So, with that in mind, uh, it, it bothers me that it has never even come up. No one has brought that up yet. Everyone keeps bringing up Nuremberg. And it's like, I've yeah, it brought up Nuremberg was in play. Now it's not. Now what? Yeah, it doesn't. Dude, I posted the Nuremberg code on a on a thread about the vaccines like three years ago, and some everybody reported me for spam. It was the first time I'd ever posted it anywhere. It was just like yeah. a short version, and I got reported for spam, like, and blocked from commenting on the post, and the post was hidden. Like, and why does that work? Why yeah, how come they can burn my books and I never even thought to burn theirs, you know, just to, like I know I that's what I started of. doing. I I used my Instagram as warfare. I would go ahead and report people for pedophilia, um harming a child, all kinds of shit and get their shit taken off. You have to I just if didn't you care. See it, but it's like they're just going to get a slap on the wrist and go they're vampires and they're, they're they're multiplying, you know, because they're being allowed to proliferate. Like there's a study that says a child that's molested has a higher like they're almost double the chance so that's what i mean like it's it's a contagious you know it's like i really think that hurt repeat people child hurt people right molester needs to just be taken out like steak through the heart sunlight garlic holy water capitation scatter the body parts so that like you know you can Cut have a whole Castlevania Starbucks. game looking for the body parts of this pedo piece of shit. Cut off their Starbucks. They can't drink it anymore. Um, what else? Do do? <laughs> is, that how we, flags. is that how we rid them of their power? Just take take Starbucks away? I'm pretty sure. I think Starbucks <laughs> is big gay coffee. Yeah. So Ando pointed out that somebody apparently got fined for wiping their ass with a pride flag. They did. And That's why we should all do it. Right, so so it makes me think about the whole thing with the pride flag being. Doesn't that give you AIDS? <laughs> it's monkeypox. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. And I'm not vaccinated. But Damn. obviously, obviously, we probably all saw how they had the pride flag front and center on the White House. How like, dare you repopulate the human race, Fido? That's right, reader. <laughs> Don't you know? Leaders. What about the trees? What but about the you, earths? So, so not that I'm any like 
um, diehard like purist about the American flag having to be treated with like sanctity and honor. But you at this point, it seems to me that if you desecrate the pride flag, you would get in more trouble than you would if you desecrated the American flag. 100%. It's a hate crime. Right. A victimless hate crime. Yes. A hate crime with no hate. All kinds of weird versions of the American flag all over the place. And I wonder, like, doesn't that count? It kind of does. It kind of does. Yeah. (laughs) No, like the the, the thin blue line flag, like, they're all like misrepresentations of the American flag. And then there's like decal stickers of shredded flags with some other like skull shit in it or Mm -hmm, something. mm -hmm. Like, who knows? Like, there's all kinds of. Have you seen the flags that the the flags for all the different uh, genders and identities that the. um, And then there's the, the changes to the pride progressive flag. You know, if you look at them all, it just looks schizophrenic if you really want to get down to it. Yeah. It's so starting like, to become like a, like a Pollock painting. There's just a Pollock painting, just a bunch of yeah. colors all smeared all over, you know. And what, <laughs> what it is, Pollock so, have schizophrenia? So what does that tell you about the pride flag? And it well, gets more gray. The, As time goes the, on, it gets more gray and gray and gray, right? Yeah. Make For the low gray. information people in the middle what it represents is they're winning in this like righteous culture war. They don't understand what's the implications of what's happening. Right. They're just getting like, it's like my dad who thinks Joe Biden invented social security three days ago or whatever, you know, it's like, no dude, (laughs) you've been saying that your whole life. He's he's the social security Jesus. I feel like this, um, this all son. I feel like yeah. this progressive, the progressive um, pride flag, right? The new LGBTQ P plus 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 flag um, kind of does a good job representing what it is. It's a general identity crisis. Like if you can't, if you can't simplify the fuck out of that flag, like I, you're trying to represent too many things. You have no identity. There's like boy, George was fucking famous, dude. Everybody loved Boy George. Uh, everybody in the world loved Boy George, and and Eddie Izzard and a bunch of people. It's that you're shoving yeah. it down people's Eddie throats Izzard and going to their schools and telling their kids about it, like, and confusing the fuck up. That's the age where I'm sorry, I have eyes. I've lived life for four decades in around people, homosexuals. Some of them, not all of them do prey on younger children in the age where they're confused, where they're just starting to have the feelings when they're 12 and 13. And so, and that's when you, you can go to one and a kid that's normally probably going to be straight, but right now is really confused and say, Oh, you're gay. You're over and over again until the kids like, I must be gay. And then they become a little cock parrot. I'm gay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying this happens a lot, I don't know, but I think I've seen it in my life. So probably happens a lot more. And, than and there's also like Stella Q says, mix all the colors together, it ends up a puke shade of poo. Yeah, yeah. They like the poo. They like you know, the poo. I think I think even though we we we've covered this topic a lot, we have yet to get to the heart of it, but we're close. Like I do think this boils down to an identity crisis. And when people don't know who they are or what they are, they are very easily manipulated into thinking they might be something they're not. 
And so this is what I'm talking about with the pendulum swinging the other way. We've got stories about people who are fucking fighting back, right? Girl sues hospital for removing her breasts at age 13. And this is the shit they're saying isn't going on, but clearly is right. Like this, I don't know if she, I don't think she's won the lawsuit, but like this is in California. And this girl, when she was 11, she says, you know, Jane now 18 was influenced by people online when she was just 11 years old and told her parents that she was a boy prompting them to ask for guidance from doctors. So apparently they told her to cut her tits off, you know, and now she's pissed. Five years later, she's she's pissed. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of wondered how when when I started seeing all of this with the puberty blockers and the the gender affirmation care and, and all this stuff being targeted towards preteens and and young teenagers, you know, I that the thought occurred to me that we have there's there's a whole field of study dedicated to child growth and development and human growth and development. And regardless of what culture that you are in, where you were born on the face of the earth, there is a certain pattern of development that every human being goes through. And when you have, um, when like with infants, with babies, they are very self-centered because that's what they need to survive. They need to be self-centered. And so when you get to like toddler age and, you know, four, three, two, two to four, the ages of two to four, they engage in what's called magical thinking. And it's exactly what it sounds like. They pretend that they're something else. They're, they're trying to figure out where they are in this, in this world. They're trying to find their place and what is what fits, what feels right, what looks. And so they're going to go through many different stages before they finally settle into what they're supposed to be. And when they're in middle school, which is around the 11, 12, 13 year old age, again, they go through another um, growth change and spurt where their their mental capacity is is growing. And so there's more room for uh, more abstract thought. And so they're trying to make sense of it. And if they don't have a solid foundation from when they were young, they're going to be very easily swayed into thinking something that's not true. And all of these medical doctors and physicians who have gone for years to medical school and, and gone through this extensive testing to become these physicians that are treating patients, it completely boggles my mind how they can just completely throw out decades and decades and even centuries of child growth and development research and study to pander to a child's emotional state and, and whims. And they're like, Oh, well, you think you're a boy. Okay. Well, let's get, let's get you turned into a boy then. And that's not how any of that works. There's a, they're not even looking to see what is causing them to think this way because this is not normal They're And, and yes, we have our, our, we have our, our, our roles, you know, little girls grow up to be women, little boys grow up to be men. And we have to be okay with that because you can't change that at its foundation, at its core. You cannot change that. 
no matter how many surgeries, no matter how many chemicals you put into your body, you're never going to be able to change that. And, and now we're getting to the point where people are wanting to implant medical device. These, these, um, I'm not talking about the ones that actually save lives, but like the, the, the implants where they're testing out like the, the, the cell phone on the hand or the, the, the internet of things, you know, smart devices, implants into your brain. And it's like, and, and then these devices to allow you to interact with the computer and not necessarily because you're overcoming a, a, a handicap or a disability, but just because you can. And it's like, you're not even stopping to think if we should. And this is what the, these, these pediatricians and these physicians are, are doing. They're not even stopping to think if this is something that we should be doing. They're right, like, oh, well, this right. is what they're saying. So that must be true. No, that's not how any of this has ever worked before. And I don't understand why all of a sudden it's, it's this is the way we're doing things. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. So Ando, Ando had a good comment here. He says, confusion is their weapon. That's why a preacher was arrested for the verse. God is not the author of confusion. I think that's a good line. Um, they, they don't want things to be clear cut. They want things to be ambiguous. They want us arguing, right? Exactly. But I, what I don't understand is you have all of these intelligent physicians and none of them are stupid. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and insult these physicians. They're not stupid by any stretch of the imagination, but they've just been just, I don't know. They've just been manipulated into believing that this, this is the way that things should be. And that this is, this is how we need to progress as a, as a species. And I, it, it's really infuriating when I hear parents talking about how they can't relate to their kid. It's like, well, you're, you haven't been spending time with them. You haven't been asking them the questions that they need answered, or they, you haven't been answering the questions that they, they that your kid needs answered, you know, spend time with your kids. Don't, don't let them just wander off and, and spend time with whoever. Um, if you want to be able to understand what your kid's going through, you've got to spend time with them. And, and, your kid has been made to feel like you don't understand them and you could never understand them. And that's why they don't want to spend time with you. So it's, it's a very fine line that has to be walked and nobody ever said being a parent was going to be easy. It's, it's one of the most difficult things a person can ever do, but you've got to take the time to do it. And you can't just, you know, put them, plop them down in front of the TV and expect everything to be okay. Or put them in the, public schools right well i mean about it yeah I, I i went to public school and i turned out okay but at the right. same time i feel like i was hamstrung with a lot of my education i think things would have been a lot different if i had been homeschooled and i think things would have been better but that's a conversation for another story well so <laughs> i was time. i was i had a little moment yesterday where i had this thought i'm like i'm like People, people often argue against homeschooling, being like, oh, like homeschool kids aren't socialized enough, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, let's boil it down to the basic question. Like, who is responsible for your children? Okay. And they'll say, oh, I am. I'm responsible for my kids. And I'm like, I'm, I, you know, this is just a thought that I played out. And I did some math. I did some math. You know, if I was having this conversation, you say, okay, you're responsible for your kids, like 100%. 
yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent responsible for my kids. Well, let's do some math here. You know, your kids spend five days a week, eight hours a day for 12 years plus kindergarten most of the time. So whatever, like that's like another half. And if we do the math, the amount of time they spend. So from age zero to 18, even though they're only in school for 12, we do the math. They're spending 0.333 days with the state, five days a week. You play that out. You do the math. That comes out to about 23% of their childhood, that they are in the state's custody. Okay? And that eight hours is half their waking life. Yeah, this is including sleep. You have a good point, right? But if we're just doing 24 hours out of the day, basically, by the time they graduate high school, you can claim that you were responsible for your kid at best about 76% at best unless you homeschool or or take responsibility in some way um, otherwise the state has 20 some percent ownership of how your child is raised if not more if we were to exclude sleep time right yeah. And that's sad. No, don't forget there's a predatory military recruiter in that school. Yeah. Feeding not, them a line Not, not to mention possible pedophiles, okay? The amount oh, of yeah. the amount of pedophiles that work as public school teachers is not something to take lightly. I'm looking at you, short bus driver. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Oh, you were really late today. Yeah. I don't know. What do y'all think about that? The freaking Jimmy Savills of the world. <laughs> that's the kind of that's where you want to go. A daycare, right? You want to you want to be in the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization. You want to be a mentor. Gross. You want to you know. There's all these places for you to go and do your thing. You know, it's those are the, the Boy Scouts. Whatever, man. Let's go camp for a week, guys. Come on. Oh go boy. Cameras. It's nature time. <laughs> Yeah. Make sure we don't have a cell phone service. So think change repeat says, you know, she's a fan of Ron Paul. She says, as as Ron Paul says, we are a nation that and maybe a world who are final financially and morally bankrupt. I think what we need or what we see now is a direct result of that. An entire generation of lost people, you know, again, Maybe part of that is because we let the state take up 20-some percent of our kids' time and and pump them full of stupid shit, stupid ideas. And she, Stella, okay, Stella says, took a while, but they, trademark, which I I, kind of like, uh, have the patience of saints, those demonic bastards. Okay, well said, well said. Yeah, some dark forces out there, y'all. I feel like they had to wait till the the World War II, the greatest generation, was all gone out of the mm. way or something a little mm. bit. The ones who had seen the bullshit before. I don't know if that's part of it. But... There's so I think many that's different a big part. I think there's that's so many a big different part. part right the now. ball got dropped somewhere. Like people 
would not stand for this. I or so I thought. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, you would have thought. Play right now, manipulating everything. That's it's just chaos bumping into chaos right now, and it seems like it's chaos, but it's like planned chaos. It's like so they kind of already know like some of the outcomes of some of the things that they're doing and they're just throwing it all together. And you can usually tell when they're, when they're scrambling for the next PSYOP is you have um, crazy thing after crazy thing after crazy thing happening in the news and they're just Project throwing Ruby. everything. Yeah. They're just throwing everything at the, in the, in the news media at you. They're shaking the S etch a sketch. They're flushing out your, so you can't they're, keep up with what to, they're, they're really everything, doing. Trying to throw everything at the wall to see what sticks and see what the next thing people are going to be outraged about is. And sometimes it's a it's a grab bag. You never know what it's going to be. So, yes, if we can. Oh, look, two stupid furbies. <laughs> if if you guys political haven't seen it already, this was going to be. I saw if this we, one. I haven't actually watched it yet. If we can transition here, um, this is no. this is what our government looks like right now. This is this is hilarious and also terrifying. The monsters twenty twenty now lit y'all right. I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here, and he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well too. This is a president that is committed to what? structure, yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the the jewel. Uh, a kind of a, uh, a law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Yay, oh government. Yay, government. Oh Yay. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really sorry, but can we just... Can we watch it just one more time? Because, Please. Because <laughs> my God, my God, like turn so down the light. Guys, everybody. That's my like, like what? Like what, dude? Like say say what? <laughs> and now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed. Dele delegation. <laughs> you guys remember? You guys remember that the Wayans dude on Damon Wayans on *A Living Color*? He had like the pickle jar with like you know, and he'd be like, "The proclamation, the delegation of the constipation of constipation." Hook lawyer character or whatever. Yes, I don't remember. Hook Donny Bonics. That's Hooked what it was. Bonics. That's this Hooked man. I'm trying to color. emasculate. No, I'm trying to masturbate my ideas out into the open so I could properly conjunctificate my ideas. Speaking I think about I think I think about Ricky, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys who can't quite say anything right. You know, like yeah, we're gonna refuculate the scase the scase carburetor, you know, like <laughs> every word is wrong, dude. This is it's 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 a tragic comedy is what we're watching it's here. It's a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's finish it out one more time because it is so unbelievable to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law 
of the inflation uh, bill that is. I think he was trying to say infrastructure. Got to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across, places, all across the America getting rebuilt. And now I'm standing next to. Okay, oh, that's yeah. that's it. That's okay. it. Enough of that. But <laughs> holy shit! Holy shit! Like they can't even get that. Oh, he looks like Biden's horribly fucked up CRISPR gene baby. Seriously, I think they might be clones, just like a real fucked up clone. Um, did y'all see this where Joe Biden's talking about fucking um, pistol braces? Dude, okay, this is this, oh, is, this ab- is great. This is absurd. Yeah. All right, here oh. we go. Here we go. Yay, government. Made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it might turn into a gun. <laughs> Not a gun. Caliber weapon, higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. <laughs> Made it harder what? for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it may turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber <gasps> bullet coming out of that gun. It makes it more of a gun and it makes it a gun and you can shoot a higher caliber bullet out of the gun. gun? Yeah. Holy it's gonna smoke, increase man. the demonstruction. Yeah, yeah. So yay <laughs> government. Yay government. We are we are we are being ruled by very competent, very coherent motherfuckers. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Severe summer of high caliber oh. Chicago stuff. It's the it's the demonstration of my 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 of my phallus, <laughs> my sphincteration, consternation, disinflation, venereal disconstitution. There might be some chlamydia in those words, my friend. Very good. I do believe there are. Oh my <laughs> god! It's stuck to the screen right now. Okay, so, so can we can we all take bets? How many votes Joe Biden gets next next election? I'm thinking like a hundred five million. I was, I was gonna say a hundred million. Yeah. 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 yeah go, big, go big or go home, right? It's gonna be and a it's global because one hundred million million vote against them. They're gonna have think, to vote. They're gonna have to have four hundred million run against him. So I would have to see who is who is uh, his uh, competition is before I make an estimate. I got conflicting info. Like one poll shows Biden trouncing RFK Jr. And I just saw another that shows RFK Jr. on top of both Trump and Biden. Crazy town. I, I like RFK for his book. I like RFK, but I don't tr- like, I'm not wholesale, like trusting this no, dude, yeah, you like, know, but he's, he's my kid's vaccine injured. It seems and he's the, the only guy that's talked bill, about that. You wouldn't think, but besides know. like, you know, I just find it Ron strange. Paul. The whole thing with <laughs> RFK, the, the only thing that I find strange about all of that is that, okay. So he is a huge proponent of the fact that the CIA basically killed his uncle. And so he knows the inner workings of how all of that pans out. And yet he is still wanting to jump into the fray and be a part of that system. Somebody please make that make sense. I would absolutely. It's like, um, it's what you have to do. I mean, yeah, I would, I would sacrifice myself to fucking prevent if i could go back three years and stop the lockdown by fucking blowing my brains out i would have done it 
I would do it right now. I would travel back and do it right now. Don't say that. We want you, man. We want you. No, to but around. you know what I mean? Like if I could have stopped it and been in the way of it, I would have died like the African presidents and, and so on and etc. Yeah, there were so people forth. who died for that. And, and the, yes, people absolutely died for his ancestors it. are people like it's in his and genes. It's in his. They're not losers. Life. They won. At they put life. themselves out there in a way that they knew could take them out, you know, so. I just I don't see how even if he did get in and got anything. And and if he got in there, got him, got, if he got voted in, and he became the president, I still don't see how they would still allow him to do the things that he wants to do because he, the things that he wants to do are not in line with the World Economic Forum and Council on Foreign Relations and all those people pulling the strings and, and making things happen. They'll allow him to enact some things, but. I don't, I don't see think they'd allow allowing him to become him president. To make a difference. Sorry, I talked. And yet, you. that political will exists, and so therefore, they have to find a a an actor to give us that feel good. Oh yes, he's going to save us, and then he'll just ban all the guns, and we'll go to the concentration camps or what? You know what I mean? Like, I don't trust anybody anymore. I think I trust probably Paul. just rig the elections and try to pass it off and pacify the people. You know. This is why I put all. Six. This is why I put all my stock in Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Really? Steven Seagal is really crooked, but I still love him. Like the stuff There's he said. Really? Strong, He's the no, I joke. Man. I joke. I joke. But I saw. I saw this earlier. We covered oil company, bro. We, we covered Steven Seagal in depth, um, like on one of the first WTF forums, and I saw this today, and it made me laugh. So I just feel like I should bring it up. Steven Skull has described himself as one million percent Russian. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like uh, the Marshall, the Donald Trump of martial arts. He is. He is. He is. <laughs> I, you know, it's like too bad that him and Trump aren't good friends because he he went with Putin instead of Trump. And um, and I think it sent like a ripple through the space time conti continuum. Um, because this motherfucker grew up in, in fucking Michigan and I'm pretty sure he's like half Jewish and like maybe half Russian, but like barely. And, uh, apparently him and him and Vlad are like best buds and I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> I don't know why I had to bring that up, but you know, at least somebody on this planet knows what they're, what they want. And what they stand for, and that person is Steven Seagal. Afro Man 2024. That's I can't right. let go. this opportunity go past. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, and also, where the fuck is the dude that was giving us the updates about the destruction of our supply chains and our food? Where's Ice Aged Farmer? Mm, did he fall off and the map? Yeah. Really? And do I have to twist your arm like Steven Seagal to get you to admit we're under siege too? Oh, under siege too. <laughs> T double O. Hey, we have yet to introduce OG Dad Bod, but I'm glad you're here, man. What's up? Oh, I'm uh, trying to practice some of that uh, stuff that I preach. Covered in oil. First oil change is never the funnest. Where are you at right now, man? You've been you've been I, traveling I'm, around. Yeah, yeah. I made it back to Tennessee uh, on Tuesday, and I'm I'm back on the being serious about the job hunt. So. Okay. That's yeah, the wrong yeah. kind of oil for the purposes of this conversation. It is. It is. 
It was still nice and dark though, so it, it probably could work. But bro, where where'd you go, man? You you went like from Texas, where you know we saw you, some of you, some of us, and you went like what through Utah? Did you? How far did you get? So, so yeah, so I left Chile, and we went to to Austin, right? And then we uh, or I left, drove through West Texas, made it to Roswell, uh, hit Santa Fe, Albuquerque. Uh, went over Sierra Vista, Tombstone, Tucson, Kingman, Flagstaff, the Grand Canyon. Uh, spent about half a day in Vegas. Uh, I understand why people say that's, you know, like home of all uh, scum and evil. Yeah, right. Uh, and then drove through Sin City. Uh, Sin Nevada. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, drove through Nevada on US 93 up through uh, to Idaho uh, and then pretty much just took that all the way up until I got to Missoula and then drove across Montana. Cause I kind of, you know, I paid $35 to get in the grand Canyon. I, I wasn't going to get uh, robbed anymore uh, by the national park service. Yeah, they'll do that. Uh, and then I went to North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, went to Deadwood. That is a major tourist trap. I thought tombstone was bad. Uh, and then I ended up, let's see, went to Minneapolis. Uh, luckily I did not have to shoot anybody. So, uh, made sure I left that pretty quick and then, uh, stayed in Iowa and, uh, Missouri and then ended up in West Tennessee and then back home. So about three, about three weeks on the road. So righteous, righteous. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, really exposed me to how evil government is with all of the, uh, you know, shit they did to Mormons and Indians and, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much everybody who's ever defined them. They just, you know, come in and crush and, and kill. And then they get to write the narrative. So. Yeah. The victor writes the history, man. Always. So Ando shared us, uh, something kind of different. And I don't know, I don't know um, what to make of it here, but check this out. Woman's horror as wildlife cam catches naked witches hosting carcass eating ritual. (laughs) Coming from the mirror, which I'm not familiar with this. uh, I wonder if Ando's still out there in the comments, but I'm not going to put a lot of a lot of stock in this. But there's some like weird photos here of (laughs) Naked, apparently, witches eating dead people, <laughs> which I hate to say, like, goes right along with everything we've talked about tonight. <laughs> well, the one on the left doesn't surprise like me, but Photoshop or something. Yeah, oh, that one looks pretty real, but yeah, some of kinda. them look pretty grainy. The graininess, yeah. It took me a minute to realize what that was that was behind her. Like, I thought that was like another foot, it's something that she's. Hanging off her waist. Yeah, it's another yeah. person. Yeah. It's another I, like, person. I thought it was one of those things. Whatever it is. This is weird, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. What is I that? I think, you know what? I think it's not Whoa, a human. with the hand thing. Oh, it's an antler. Maybe. It's not a, it's not oh, a human carcass. Hand. This is a, this is a deer carcass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sport. Yeah, or moose or something, maybe? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it looks like a fin. Could be an elk. Canada, so it might be a lizard tail. The fuck? Yeah. Well, he sent oh, it in. Ando, you know, if you're if you're gonna send us crazy shit, you got to be on the forum to explain it. Because I'm not. Yeah, gonna where re- you at, bro? He's, you know, he's on a he's on a greyhound. 
He's on a Greyhound he's bus. Invited me. He's not Endo's even here, like dude. just creating these articles with AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but we were joking about how funny it would be for him to be on the forum on a Greyhound bus and just like talking, yeah, talking mad shit with a bunch of strangers around, you know. <laughs> Be the loud guy on the bus. Yeah. Yelling yeah. into his phone. Talking about the Illuminati and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so so this story reminds me of a story someone told me. Uh, a member of the IDF. So a guy that lives in Israel. And when he told me the story, he sounded convincing. And then after that, I was like, that was probably bullshit. But then recently I heard about some kind of goat related like ritual and worship in the region and so and then this just reminded me of it again and i just thought about it the other day but he told me he was walking around in israel and he saw he was through the woods and he saw like a group of naked people with like an altar and this dude with a giant goat head doing some crazy shit and uh i forget the the there was like an altercation because he was like freaked out by them and he pulled a gun because like some of them were approaching him and i don't know if he was making it up or not man but i it really puts the hairs up on my on my neck when he was telling me the story he seemed like he was genuine there's like that's crazy there's some we're over here in america like unlimited weapons and bombs for jesus and then over there they're like the goat says eat the baby's kidneys it's delicious you know and it's like what the fuck's going on here folks like some demonic worship is still a thing i mean yeah demonic shit man they have that in israel it's it's pretty well known if you talk to people who lived in israel i have a lot of atheists over there yeah, like I always, I always, my joke has always been, oh, yeah, I love it. I love to listen to all the uh, people who own the media, like all those Jewish atheists. Yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to like say anything against anybody, but I'm just like, they're sold as God's people when it's time to pay for bombs and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So how are we they falling out, for this? We got to make more. Yeah, why do we fall for the, all this shit? It doesn't make any sense at all. You and know? it's the programming that's so deep that when that comes up in in a like a religious person from the certain upbringing, like they get violent with you. Like their attitude quickly snaps. Like boom, how dare you? This is God's chosen people. Yeah, they won't question it. They won't ask questions. They won't ask anything about it. You know, the USS Liberty story. I was trying to tell my uncle, I think, and he was like, yeah, it was a damn mistake. <laughs> Those are God's people. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. No, they blew the shit out of it even after they got radio transmission. After the signal got through. They knew. And they knew yeah. it that they finally stopped trying to kill this guy. Yeah. I only just... just heard about the USS Liberty recently. But yeah, what? Israel sunk an American Navy ship, right? In order to yeah. draw us into conflict with their enemy in the region mm-hmm. in a false flag attack. Imagine that, right? There was no Make such thing dance. as false flags. Stop with the misinformation. Discombobulation. Uh, I'm a little, <laughs> a little chunky. I got the dad bod OG. <laughs> Apparently, Start. there's one survivor. Like, yes. I heard an interview yeah. with him recently. One survivor from that incident. Wow. It's an interesting incident. And I feel like I'm still trying to warm my uh, the boomers in my life. 
up to that one. <laughs> Good luck, man. Good luck. I don't even I know, try. Right? I don't even try. I don't. I don't. If you're not already halfway there, at least I'm sorry. You're. You're. you're yeah. No, they're they're good people. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's some things that you start talking about it, and they're like, no, no, it's not. History. No. <laughs> history is wi- written by the victors, man. Always has been. If somebody's bothering you, just say Alex Jones. There you go. Dead, pe- like dead people Beatles don't testify, <laughs> by the way. Dead people don't testify. Mm-hmm. We found that out with the Ukrainian guy who was going to testify against the uh, Bidens about a week ago. It's well, magic that was supposedly suicide. the wife of that person who was also the accountant, but I couldn't find so much as her name anywhere. Yep. I tried to research it. It was all based off one story with no, not, not not so much of a name. I found the name, and maybe I'm just bad at researching, but I found the name of Nikita is the son, but never found the name of the wife, so I couldn't look into it. So, Does anybody else know about that? I don't know a thing about that. No, I was going to so say I read through the Epstein lists. Go ahead. I basically saw the names we've heard about and not the names we thought would be there. Like, I didn't even see Matt Gronig or anything. Unless they're doing code names and stuff. It was weird. I mean, I was just searching on Tor or whatever, but... Yeah. It was strange. Saw a lot lot of Clinton and a little bit of Trump and a lot of, uh, you know, Kevin Spacey. You know, but those are the people we've been hearing about, right? Alan Dershowitz, for sure. Have they? They haven't released the whole list, have they? A lot of names you've never heard of, too. Yeah, there's a lot of anonymous and a lot of just first names, um, mm-hmm. just initials, stuff like that. Okay, so the guy who said he had evidence, the tapes, Burisma boss in alleged Biden bribe scheme, claims to have 15 taped conversations with Hunter, two with Joe. And uh, that was as of June 12th. And I think the guy was found dead already. So, wow, wow. Bam. At what point do we just admit we're living in a banana republic? I mean, yeah, yeah. We don't even get bananas here. (laughs) (laughs) I know the CIA has done coups on us before, but this one was so fucking obvious, right? Like, yeah, it was. It was really obvious. I watched five hours of election tampering videos, just like from from people giving extra ballots and to, you know, closing off the windows and dragging out bo- hidden boxes of shit. Yep. And it was obvious. I mean, it, it, there was no one could deny it. I don't know. The understand military was all voting Trump, so their ballots were destroyed, found destroyed. This the is true. The military didn't get a vote. Huh. Yeah. Well, of course not. <laughs> they own they own the military. You know, like if they're gonna suppress anybody's vote, hey, that's the first start, you know, first stop. I will say so it has the to only do with enemy that the US government's really gonna fight some is people us come from like they don't have like I'm blessed that I listen to podcasts, so I know what the fuck's going on a little bit, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people who I know don't listen to podcasts in the same way and then they don't know where to get their news or whatever you know sorry to interrupt you man i'm i apologize but i wanted to say that 
lot of good people who didn't see it as obvious like we did, I guess, or as like I did. That's how I saw it as obvious because I had some way of knowing. Someone told me about well, and know, like event 201 and stuff like that. <laughs> like election interference um, aside, like they clearly interfered just by suppressing the, the laptop story and, you know, like, you know, voting machines and all that, you know, you know, ballot boxes and this and that be damned. Like they, they manipulated that election before it even happened with the narrative. So like, who cares what they did beyond that? That's enough. Like they fucked with it. Not that any of us really give a fuck. I would assume like, I don't vote. Like I don't have any faith in our democracy, but it is, it's just so blatant that again, I said it earlier, but it's like anybody, if, if somehow Joe Biden makes it to the next election, like when he gets a hundred million votes, like I want to, I want to see confirmation of every one of those votes. Cause I just don't buy it. Like who's going to vote for that asshole or those assholes. Uh, you know, you, I can tell you um, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, yeah. DMX. Uh, if you uh, look at Tom. the breakdown of everybody who voted, and um, you have all the people who voted for uh, Trump and all the people who voted for Biden, and then you have all the people who either didn't vote for them or didn't vote at all, the number of people who didn't vote for either party mm-hmm. and did and, and withheld their vote, that's that's more people than the population of most countries. And you could actually have your own society of people. If we could ever get everybody together to coordinate and in a decentralized way you could have your own your own country within the united states with that with that number of people you know because you have one third of the country voted one way another third voted the other way and then you have a whole other third that didn't want anything to do with either one of those two right 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 and that's where that's the group of people that's gonna a massive vote of no confidence <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's the meek that shall inherit the earth i mean yeah. the people that I had a friend. yeah nobody nobody's worth my vote i had a friend yeah nobody's fit to lead other men right least of all one who seeks to yeah bingo well okay so we've been going for two hours uh i am fresh out of topics but i'm happy to open the floor up uh I don't know if Rob's got anything more. You said you had some shit, but if anybody's got a topic they want to cover, um, you know, we can, we can, we can hit it. So uh, let's go forward with some more Biden fun, shall we? Okay. All right. So uh, as of March 2nd, Russian billionaires who shopped for us property with Hunter Biden and died or dined, with Joe to dodge sanctions. Is that a Russian collusion? A little bit of Russian collusion going on there. I think. A little bit, of, little bit of Russian collusion, I think. Right? Anybody? Could yeah. Be. I thought they were in bed with Ukraine, but I guess both. Yeah. Yes. The answer well, yeah, is who are they Clinton in bed with? Had, yes. Uh, the Uranium One deal with Russia. Rosmatov right? or something like that. 
Yeah. And what what was it Obama said? We'll be able to work with you after the next election. Yes. But that's not Russian collusion. No. Not even a little bit. I don't know who said it originally. Um, some people think it was Mark. Some think it was uh, Goebbels. But accuse your enemy of what you were doing as you were doing it to sow confusion. You know, something like that along those lines. That's what I see all the time. Like Machiavelli in our face and at this point. Yeah. Alinsky used that. Accuse your enemy of what you do. So we are we are through the looking glass at this point with this stuff. I mean, and the people are still believing it. That's what's really bothering me. I, it's it's just unreal, unreal. They participated in a in a in a massive cult death ritual, death cult fucking ritual. So like. They're invested in whatever they have. To, they're like a gambling addict who needs to hit big for redemption. They can't get away from the machine. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. That's just a, a spitballing. I'm going to go get some coffee. <laughs> so weird. I've I been, think that's uh, the psychology. That, that is a good part of the psychology. They program you. So <laughs> they are programmed. You know, I've been reading Kurt Vonnegut's Player Piano book Mm -hmm. from back in like i don't know 40s or 50s probably something like that um but it's about like a big machine that does all their thinking and calculations for them and it's just like it's it's an early ai it's fun and you know kurt vonnegut has like a humorous way good way of putting things where it's just an entertaining book to read but vonnegut was very poignant at this point he was he was the goat bro he was the greatest of all time (laughs) and i only say that as a biased Hoosier, you know, he grew up in Indianapolis and his, his dad was an architect who left a, a big old fingerprint on this city. A lot Not of shit. the, a lot of the big buildings were designed by Kurt Vonnegut senior junior was the author. And um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think I've read, what'd you call it? What was that one? Player piano, player piano. I, I've got his, I've got the whole box set, but I have yet to go through it all. Um, but anybody who has not read um, Harrison Bergeron needs short. to read that. Nice one. short one, dude. It's like five pages, and it'll <laughs> melt your it'll melt your brain, right? Vonnegut, even though like he was kind of like socialistic, like as a person, as a as a individual, like when he spoke about politics, he was kind of left leaning. I, you know, his writing all comes across as very like dystopian, like anarchist. Like he was, he was as afraid of like big government as anybody. I haven't seen much that he said that I actually disagreed with. Right, right. Me, me neither. Me neither. He was very anti-war. He hated George Bush, George W. Bush. Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. I think he, he swung a bit left, but he didn't really he was an ambiguous kind of guy kind of hard to pin down, but his writing is very poignant. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. One of his, or one of my favorite quotes is one of his and it's something along. I might butcher this, but it's like, 
all right um let me try to get this right <laughs> i put myself on the spot sorry um imagining creation without god is like imagining um a tornado going through a junkyard and producing a functioning 777 jet or something mm. like that right mm. like you can't it's not gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> And like, even though he seemed like sort of more like you were saying, maybe less of a believer or whatever, um, I thought that was a pretty cool quote. Like, it's a neat way of thinking about um, the conventional evolution. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens by accident, maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he he's a character. I love Vonnegut. He's he's my top in my top three or four authors for sure. Maybe top two. I also like it, the Dickens. I was gonna say Ed Abbey. Ed Abbey's my favorite. But anyways, who's any any other topics before we wrap her up? Anybody got anything? I did hear something on the radio the other day, Mike. Uh some yeah. Christian radio when I was scrolling. <clears throat> And it was saying that certain African-Americans are wanting Texas to be given to them as reparations since it was the last state in the union to free the slaves. <laughs> Sit on no that kidding. one for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy well, Juneteenth. Too? Happy Juneteenth, y'all. That's tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that is a story. That is a story that should be understood. The story of Juneteenth. Yeah, like, so slavery was made illegal. And it took how long? Like a year plus? Like, it was like, like 18 months. 18 months like before the last slaves were finally freed because <laughs> nobody told them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and They were and, using uh, AOL and dial-up. That's what it was. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it shows the importance of free flow of information, right? When you control information, you control people. Yep. Yeah, you know, you think about back in, even uh, in the Civil War days, even in, you know, before and before those times, when when people were trying to get information about what was going on in the world or just what was going on in general, they had to wait. They didn't mm -hmm. have it at their fingertips like we do now. You know, we have the sum of all human knowledge at our fingertips, even, you know, even as censored as it is now, we are still able to look up information and, and, and verify things with some regularity. And back in the day, you know, there was a somebody had posted something on Twitter. It's like, you know, when I was growing up, if somebody told me that, you know, something something crazy, I just believed it because, you know, I didn't have any way of verifying that. And I just went on believing it for 20 years and then come to find out I was wrong. I was misinformed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's, it's really easy to see how people could have been manipulated into believing what they were reading, you know, cause they were, that was the only way to get their information. And now we really don't have an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse anymore. It's a choice at this point. If you don't know what's going on, you have only yourself to blame because you have the every opportunity to look it up right now mm -hmm. and understand. So makes me think about how um, the word disinformation, I'm pretty sure was like invented in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like there is a legal definition for misinformation to to misinform. Yeah. That is a lie. That is a blatant lie. But 
disinformation is kind of hard to define. It's it's broader, which is why they've thrown it around willy nilly. Um, I think the difference between misinformation and disinformation is the intention. I mm. think with misinformation, a lot of it, people can be misinformed, but not maliciously so, not for malicious purposes. Whereas disinformation, I believe, is the same thing as misinformation, but there's a malevolence behind it. There's a ill intent behind disinformation, mm. where somebody's telling somebody's telling you something that is wrong for the express purposes of misleading you. Whereas misinformation is more of a accidental, uh, accidental inaccurate information. So if like a hypothetical pharma company were to hide harmful side effects and tell everybody to take their product anyway and say that it was safe, then that would be disinformation. I believe so, right? yeah. That would be a more accurate word Man, to use than thing this information. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> hmm. All right. Any any final topics? I got nothing. I got chickens. Good. Meat. Yeah, chickens are great. Everyone should have chickens. <laughs> That's a good topic. I would, but my dog keeps eating them, so we have to wait till oh, my dog. Oh shit! Oh my god! I think my dog might have gone after because of fighting the rooster. Might have gone after one of the hens by mistake. Yeah. Because I, I saw a hen limping, and I'm I don't know why. So. I tell you, you don't need television if you have chickens. No, you, know? you don't. It's, yeah. it's a it's a nonstop uh, soap opera. Yeah, as soon as I moved out to the country, I had I had put my animals out in the yard and I fenced them in and just like go out and spend time just watching them. It's like that Animal Planet TV, but it's way better, bro. That's exactly cool. what we did for Father's Day today. That's what we <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Nice. Put up the camping chairs around the chicken pen. Just watch. <laughs> watch the drama unfold. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're new chickens, too. So we kind of got to keep an eye on them and the dog. Um, yeah. That's yeah. a thing. You know, you know, I, I, I did a pretty good job of training my dog to, like, not kill the chickens. But there were a couple of times where a chicken would get out, right? Would, like, fly the coop. <laughs> and uh, and I was so proud. I was so proud as a dog dad because like a chicken would get out and I'd be like, holy shit. And my dog would like come with me and we'd corner, you know, we like worked as a team, man. We'd corner the bird. And there were a couple times, man, he, he would like jump on the bird and like pin it down with his chest. And like, he knew he was not allowed to put teeth on the, on the bird. Nice. He'd, he'd pin it down and I, I'd run over there and grab it. And it's like, good boy. That's a fucking good boy. That's awesome. <laughs> Is it a German shepherd? No, dude. He's a little, he's a little mutt, man. I think he's part Shiba Inu, part Chihuahua, but like, he's a smart little motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Rob, I wish, I wish I had him. And I guess, uh, recycle bin Laden. I wish, I wish I had him at Childerberg. I had him there last year. Um, oh man, but not this year. Yeah. He's, he's, He's a good little dude. After Childerberg and seeing somebody uh, run their dogs around the whole time, I was like, man, I should have brought my dogs. Damn. Yeah. It was a way friendlier environment for dogs. So <laughs> just short story. Um, last year at Childerberg, I, I brought him, right? And there was this guy. 
And he's actually kind of like known in the community. He trains dogs. He trains like self-defense canines. And um, and we we were all down at the river swimming. And Doc was off leash just doing his thing. And I'm like, he's being good. So I like I swam because I like to swim. I swam away. And I get about halfway out. And I hear my dog like barking. And he's trying to play with this with this like trained German Shepherd. And the guy who's who owns the German Shepherd was pissed that my dog was like trying to play with his dog. And so I swim back as quick as I can because I can tell there's drama. And it turned into like this thing where it was like, this guy's like, get control of your dog. And I'm like, my dog ain't a fucking soldier. Fuck you. <laughs> what is that shit? Yeah. What is that shit? And I, and and so I was like, I, I was break. like. You know, that it was the only drama all weekend, and I felt bad because, like, you know what? Like, Doc is not a soldier, but he's a good dog. But he's just not like, you know, he sees another dog he wants to play. You know, whatever. And um, so I didn't bring him this past, you know, to the most recent Childerberg, even though I should have because it was so much more dog friendly. And, like, there wasn't that that attitude that that dude didn't come back. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Long story short, um, I imagine he spent a lot of fiat on dog training for his mutt, and then was like worried it was going to get screwed up somehow by, by yeah. your dog. You know? Your dog yeah, right. showed my dog how to have fun. Yeah, Bastard. well, that was right, that was, right. that was kind of my thing. I'm like, I'm sorry, my dog is my dog way only more supposed fun. to have fun by heeding my commands. I'm yes, so, I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry, you, yeah, I'm sorry, you've raised your dog to be a little like yeah, Hitler youth, a little like, Nazi. <laughs> Nazi dog. Well, that'll get him showing up at your door. My my <laughs> rabbit got out through a, a hole in the fence where it had rusted or whatever, and it, th th this rabbit got out, and I opened the gate. And my dog goes out, gets the rabbit, and just boosh, flushes it right back into the yard. Yeah, through the open gate. Right. Smart, just smart. Like wow, the smartest little. <laughs> my dog's a German Shepherd, and I was like, oh, I guess that's just. Surprised like, wow, you didn't need it. I was going to help me hunt and survive yeah. if I needed to. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, and I have, herds I have a German Shepherd too, and I he's useless. <laughs> yeah, they she's can be retarded. She, yeah. She's um <laughs> always there when my wife's walking around. the The rooster used to attack my wife and me for a while, and the dog's always there to jump in the way and like run around it in circles and spin it oh. out. <laughs> and she'll do like you said, like pin it down, like. Not really hurting it, but just pin it down. I, I'll take that back. My dog isn't completely useless. He makes sure that I don't get attacked when I get up to go to the bathroom. That's good. Attacked? Yeah. By what? To the bathroom? What? You know, so just whatever, you know, oh. a dust bunny or a little, you know. Boogeyman. Um, he, and he so waits patiently outside the bathroom door for me to get out. And then <laughs> I come back and sit down in my recliner and he curls up at my feet and he's he's good. <laughs> My Chewini don't give a damn. He's got no boundaries. You could be taking a dump. He'll just jump right on your lap. You're like, what the hell? You forget well, to close the door. People get surprised. <laughs> well, no, no. Whenever, people, whenever you hear my the door home sticks. invasion, make for the bathroom. <laughs> Grab any weapons you can find upon the way, and then your dog will be there. It'll be cool. Be like, there you go. Send the dog out and the sword. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I tell you what, y'all. I think it's time to go around the circle and give our plugs. If if I have no objections, uh, 
it's about that time, right? It's getting kind of late. So uh, I'll start Mike, Easy Peasy Podcast, uh, Hey Duke 2029. I actually finally have gone back through it and edited out all of the typos, and I will be uploading a fresh manuscript. So um, addition two will be less typos. I won't say no typos, but that'll be coming out soon. So uh, easy peasy tips for all my links, and I'll pass it to Rob. It's Rob here at the Black Labs Podcast. Uh, you can catch me on Telegram, Black Labs Podcast. Uh, I am off all other social media, so don't even bother. Uh, just go to Telegram. Stop waiting. Just go to Telegram. <laughs> I'm Phytophiliac. Uh, make music, and you can hear my stuff on SoundCloud. Um, and sometimes, um, if you catch the right day, you might hear, uh, James Evan Pilato play something on his pump up the volume. Um, and I'm on Twitter. You can follow me. I'm at that powers lady and I'm on other social media sites too, but usually Twitter and, um, media monarchy and telegram. So. Uh, bin Laden. James and media monarchy only plays really good music and he plays quite a bit of your music he has oh yeah since i joined like seen heard so much of your stuff and it makes me wish i was rapping or playing a video game to it like it's always really or taking a ride in my car it's really cool stuff she's really prolific speaking of prolific people and her there's dead fella to bring up and the new album coming out and also somehow I get to do a song with him. And the Hyona is in there tickling the ivories. And uh, so I'm excited about that whenever it drops. Check out MediaMonarchy.com slash join. Hell yeah. Nice. I'm Bearsnare at TheBearsnare.com. And uh, yeah, my friends hate freedom podcast. Which I also I was do re- music and Fido. I've checked out your music too. It's awesome because I also listen to Ando's podcasts and yeah, this is just, this has been a fun group to be part of. So thanks for having me. Hell yeah! And I was on I was on my friends hate freedom recently. Easy and, peasy. Uh, we had a good chat, man. That was good fun. Yeah. And OG Dad Bod. Well, I can finally say I will have a podcast. Whole lot of nothing, but me and this Mac aren't getting along, so it might be a while. Uh, other than that, it's OG Dadbot or OG Dadbot One, and about everything else. So, is the podcast called Whole Lot of Nothing? Yeah, yeah. I figured that would just kind of leave it open to any and everything. I love it, man. Did we? Did we talk? You about did. This? That was. Yep. You mentioned that. I think Saturday night. That was. Uh, I was work. like, dude. I think. I think you were like. I'm like, what kind of podcast would you want? Like, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, a whole lot of nothing. And I'm like, call it that. Yeah, yeah. I think that was uh, one of the uh, board fueled conversations. I was uh, fucked <laughs> up, dude. I was <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, it was. It was fun to see like a lot of the dudes, but I almost felt bad because I'm like, I am too fucked up. <laughs> well, the only thing that matters is you did find the flashlight. I found the flashlight. I found the bag of weed. I thought I lost like half a half an ounce of grass. It turned up. It's all good. <laughs> 
Well, y'all, it's been a fucking pleasure as always. WTF as as usual. Looking forward to the next one. Um, thanks for thanks for joining. And we'll play the outro. Maybe. There it is. <laughs> Rock and roll. Hey, uh, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. I don't know when we'll be back, but WTF, as always. Thanks a lot, y'all. like to donate to the easy peasy podcast please go to easy peasy dot itty bitty dot tips thanks for listening